If you want to be the dominant cleaning service this time next year, this time two years from now, in five or 10 years, you want to sell your business for half a million, three quarters of a million, a million, two million dollars and retire, whatever that is. If that's you, if you're ready to take your business to that next step, there is a proven framework. We just walked through it. We talk about each one of these individually and in depth every single month. This is the overarching framework of becoming the best known cleaner and becoming omnipresent. And it is a mapped out framework. It works repeatedly over and over and over again, regardless of how technology is changing, what AI is doing to us, what the internet's doing, on, you know, whether it's online or offline, omnipresence has a very specific path forward. Welcome to the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast. A show created to inspire carpet cleaning business owners to build their own thriving residential and commercial cleaning business. Your host, John Clendenning, has built and sold successful cleaning businesses for multiple six figures over his 30-year career and is the founder of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, a digital agency that turns your online marketing into a lead generation machine. Tune in as John shares proven tips, strategies, and expert interviews to help fast-track your success in the carpet cleaning industry. We're going to be talking about how to become the best known cleaner. So as part of our Omnipresence series, it really is what's necessary in today's day and age. Everything is changing in our world around us and, uh, and consumer habits are changing, economy's changing, AI is changing everything. And we as business owners, home service business owners, carpet cleaners, maid services, and anybody else that's on this call that's learning from our year, 30 years of experience and training, how much that is massively affecting where people find their service providers, how they know to choose one over the other, and how you can influence that to dramatic effect and literally take over your marketplace. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is how to become the best known cleaner. And if you happen to be on this call and you're not a, a home cleaning service, replace the word cleaner with the best known plumber, the best known roofer, the, the best known chiropractor, whatever it is that's led you here. But again, most of our most of the people that uh, follow our master classes and training have some sort of a home service, home cleaning bent to them. So let's uh, let's dive into uh, today's information. If you're a home service business owner, cleaning business owner, and you're serious about getting results, let's put our thinking caps on. This is that part of your business where you're working on your business, not in your business. You're learning part of being an entrepreneur and a business owner is constantly upgrading your skills, constantly understanding the changing environment around you, learning new things and growing so that you're not five, 10, 20 years in business and just repeating year one, five, 10, 20 times, you're actually growing year by year and becoming a powerhouse and a dominant force. And we want to help you with that. This is part of that free training series where we want to absolutely help you understand that. So, so what are we going to cover today? Well, there's a lot on the screen. We're going to go through a ton today, but consider this the, the overview training. So we go really deep every month uh, in a lot of trainings. Uh, we've got a lot of resources on our website. We've got a lot of resources on our social media you can tap into. You can follow our YouTube channels, our podcasts, things like that. All of the information goes goes deep on a lot of these subjects individually. But right now we're going to talk about sort of 
getting it all in your head and creating that full encompassing view. What we find a lot when I, I deal with, a, I talk to hundreds and hundreds of, of cleaners in this space all the time and individually and in group settings and for years and in, on stage and speaking at events and stuff like that. And kind of what I hear a lot is the fragmentation of, I know a little bit about this. I know a little bit about that. I don't need to worry about this. I don't need to do any of that kind of thing. Not really getting sort of like that full cohesive view. So let's talk about that. Cause we're going to, what we're going to cover today is we're going to create, um, talk about your action plan. Uh, we're going to talk about, um, setting your company apart with video, talk about building your website for SEO and visitors. There's a fine line there. And we're going to talk about that in uh, show you that we're going to talk about the new website galleries it used to be on your website. You had to show galleries of stuff that you do. That is now social media. How does that play out? What do you do there? Uh, we're going to talk about making, uh, the connection, uh, why you should be at the top of Google maps and then what that means and what that doesn't mean. Like what areas does that cover? Where doesn't it cover? We're going to talk about content marketing why you need it, what it's all about, what does content even do, what does it mean, what types of content do you need. We're going to talk about reviews, why they matter more than ever. Uh, we're going to, uh, you know, what you're missing with Google ads, because uh, we, we, we audit a lot of Google ad accounts, and we got people saying that their Google ads don't work anymore, it's too expensive. Well, there's things you're missing that cause that, and we can uh, we can talk about that today as well. We're going to talk about your local service ads, why you need to be there, even if You've tried them. You said it's gotten too expensive. They're all just tire kickers. There's a way to play that game as well that make it work really, really well. Talk about Facebook ads the right way. Some companies only run Facebook ads. They kind of got a phone call or a message from somebody going, oh, we know how to run Facebook ads. Oh, that's my only lead source. This is There's a reason why that doesn't work long term, but there is a right way to use Facebook ads, and it's Facebook and Instagram because Meta owns both of them. YouTube ads, the uh, sort of the, the the new kid on the block, in at least for home services. Obviously, YouTube and YouTube ads have been around for a long time. For local businesses, just starting to scratch the surface on how impactful those can be. So we're going to talk about those as well. Uh, we're going to talk about becoming omnipresent using retargeting. So if you're not using retargeting, it is one of those lowest hanging fruits as well. And then we're going to talk about doing follow-up and stuff. So again, talking about a lot today. So um, let's let's kind of let's kind of dive into it right away. So who am I? Why should you listen listen to me? So if you're new here, uh, for all all the other people, um, yeah, this will be really quick. If you're new here, uh, I've I've owned cleaning businesses since 1990 while still in high school. Owned my first uh, window cleaning business, and then I started doing high rise window cleaning with crews drop jumping over the uh, the side of 40 story buildings in my early 20s, and then um, decided that that was probably a risky move and moved into janitorial, and then started. Um, buying cleaning franchises and cleaning businesses and growing them and did that for uh, a 30 year or so career started consulting in that period of time as well and and marketing consulting and business consulting and operations and experience consulting so delivering a great in-home service experience and a company experience and crafting all of that with businesses and networks and franchises and stuff like that and finally exited out of my actual brick and mortar in you know employees showing up every morning going off in trucks business uh back in at the you know just over uh, two years ago now at the beginning or the middle of the pandemic and sold that for many multiples because of 
our omnipresence that we're going to talk about today was allowing us to sell the business for many, many times more than what anybody else is getting for their 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 home service businesses and things like that. And you know, just all about systemizing a business and and making it work. Also, the author of the complete guide to internet marketing for carpet cleaners that you can pick up on Amazon. So so that's that's about us, like and, and about me and 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 our company. We are um, I'm considered an industry leader for uh, 2023 in clean facts. I've kind of appreciated the uh, the accolades but more importantly I appreciate the forum and being able to uh, to uh, share with a large audience through clean facts through the ISSA and through a lot of other resources be able to connect with people like Howard Partridge and 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 do webinars with him and and trainings and stuff like that as well so and we obviously um, host the carpet cleaner success podcast as well so but more importantly what about our clients we like to see our clients up 55%, 40%, um, number one everywhere, just, you know, screaming our accolades and letting us know that we have helped transform their business, make things easier, make marketing better, help them grow, help them stabilize. If they want to have multiple crews and continue to grow 300, 500,000, three quarters of a million, a million and more, we've got clients that are at a million and a half and growing in, 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 in fairly reasonable size markets and stuff like that. We have other clients that want to stay as a one or two truck operation, but want to be the premium service provider in the area, make a ton of ton of, of, of profit revenue, take home their hundred to 150,000 a year as the business owner and hire employees as well and have, you know, and, and own that bit of a nest egg and have something that they can sell off. That isn't just all about them in their face as well. So, so that is the, the you know, the, the, the type of people that we help and the type of businesses that we work with there is a way to carve that out in any marketplace so we like to talk about that but what we're going to talk about is how to achieve omnipresence how to become the best known cleaner for all your ideal local customers doesn't help that you're if you're the best known cleaner for people that are not at all interested in your services or can't afford your services uh you, you can be the best known cleaner on groupon but that'll probably put you out of business sorry to tell you the truth if you're if you're on groupon but it's one of those things where it's just a law of diminishing returns people find the lowest price cleaner next time they come back and find the lowest price cleaner there's no loyalty best known cleaner builds loyalty and, and, and brand trust so how does that happen well it's by leveraging the three core principles of marketing success. So you want to maximize your opportunities to generate a lead from your ideal customer. So what does that actually mean? What does it mean by maximizing the opportunities? Well, the marketplace is fragmented. There's actually sort of, if you think about it, when somebody's about to hire a carpet cleaner, there's going to be really sort of one of three ways that they're going to, they're going to consider, right? First, they're going to say, hey, I know somebody, top of mind. I have, I've used somebody before. There's somebody I know, like, and trust. Somebody has influenced me. So that's the person they go to, right? The next is that they're going to do sort of, they're, they're going to go out and do a bit of a, a bit of a search. So they might ask friends. They might ask in a Facebook group. They, they will ask around to see who other people are, are, are choosing, right? Then there's going to be that crowd that's going to just randomly search and Google it. So you, you, there's, there's opportunities 
all over the place there. And then there's going to be people that were referred in, right? So we know that the repeat and referrals are the ideal crowd. That's part of that's top of mind, but part of that's also generating a client experience that is referable. But then there's also that people, again, that they ask, that's, that's another way of getting a referral. They might ask the real estate agent. They might ask a carpet or a flooring store. They might ask their interior designer. They might ask their maid service. They might ask their neighbor next door. Right. We so and they might ask on neck on the website next door. They might ask on Facebook that you, you know, those kinds of things on Twitter, wherever people are hanging out. Uh, so that's you want to maximize the opportunities because you want to be everywhere that gets in their head about, hey, I'm looking for this cleaning service for maid service, carpet cleaning. And you want to make sure that you're present and in every place that there is an opportunity. Then you want to you want to also be maximizing your brand impressions. So that brand impressions gets into that no like and trust factor. So when you're maximizing the brand impressions to your ideal target market, then they know about you. They've heard about you. They've seen you. There's something called the rule of seven. And it is that people kind of, you know, it's, it's in marketing. People need to see your brand seven times before they start to trust it, feel good about it. They need to see your brand message seven times. They need to see your unique sales proposition, or we like to call it your compelling sales proposition. They need to see your risk reversal guarantees. They need to see your customer testimonials, not just reviews. They actually need to be pushed, not just poll marketing where they go and find you because they're now ready to buy. It's that push marketing. They see you all the time if you're targeting that ideal um, that ideal demographic. And so that's with brand impressions, positive brand impressions. And then you need to maximize your conversions. And maximizing conversions can be on the website. There's ways to say take more of the traffic that already shows up and convert them into customers. Maximizing conversions can mean that your Google ads perform better, that your landing pages perform better, that you've built a lead database so people come into your funnel, they're interested, they don't necessarily buy right now, or they buy from somebody else. Well, how do you maximize conversions of those people? Well, you bring them into a database and you talk to them and you automate that process of messaging them over time until they're ready to buy again and maybe they didn't like the other guy the other guy didn't market to them they forgot who they were and you're always in their awareness so maximizing your conversions is is a big part of this as well so let's get into it and let's kind of go through that whole realm so the very first step is actually creating your action plan have you set your goals? Do you know what you want 2023 to be? We're at that sort of halfway mark. So we're moving into the second half of the year. Did you jump on our training call? You can go back into our archives and see it. How to set your goal planning for 2023. What, is you, what do you want to do? How many calls um, will it take to meet your dollar totals? Do you know how to do that math? Have you figured that all out? What is your average customer? How many customers do you need? How many calls does it take to book a job? Are you booking at 70%, 80%? Um, and I say calls, a little bit old school, calls, messages, texts, emails, all of the ways that people now get a hold of you. How many of those leading you know, job inquiries do you need to then book enough appointments at your average dollar rate? So can you up the rate of every job? Is there things you can do there? Can you deliver a better client experience? Can you create upsell routines? Can you teach your technicians? Make the average job go from 250 to 350 to 450. We've got clients whose average job is over $500 where their competitors are offering three rooms in the hall for $99. How do they get there? Well, it's not doing sleazy sales tactics. So know your goals and that can help set up 
everything that you're going to do in your marketing and how to really start creating that omnipresence. Then, because you'll then know your marketing budget. So, what is a reasonable marketing budget? We like to say that, uh, you know, for the 30 years I've done it, for everybody I've consulted, that between 15 and 20% of your revenue is a great marketing budget to go all in, like for all your marketing, for your database marketing, for your referral marketing, your repeat marketing, and also for your cold outreach marketing and, and all of it combined together, 15 to 20%. I never had a year where we dropped below in 18%. We grew consistently through recessions, through downturns. You know, we 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 had a very active database, and a very we marketed our data, our ideal customers in our database several times a month. Our best customers got in that range of thirty to forty touches a year. Our our C lift list clients, you know, maybe they're renting an apartment, but um, so they're not our ideal client. They don't own the carpet, but they're a good long term client. They're a senior citizen. They're whatever. They got at least hit from us um, with a piece of a um, welcome piece of mail. So not an annoying, not being an annoying pest, but a welcome guest. Physical mail, email, follow up phone calls, um, you know, ringless voicemails, all of those things, text messages. All of it, uh, maybe twelve a year, right? So some some just reminder things, and also, hey, did you know this kind of stuff, right? So twelve to thirty, thirty-five times a year is that range, depending on your customers. Well, how are you going to market your database? How are you going to market out cold? How are you going to build a referral list? How are you going to stay in touch with those referral partners and all that if you don't have a marketing budget and you don't know what it is? What you're going to end up doing without a budget is you're going to do a little bit of this. You stop that because then you're going to do this. Did that work? I don't know. I didn't check my numbers. I didn't see the ROI on that. It just feels like I didn't get enough leads. It should never be a feeling. Data and math determine how we run these businesses, right? Marketing is just um, math plus psychology. That's all it is, right? So you want to define your perfect customer. Who is it is your ideal customer? Right. So do you know who that is? Do you, because all of your marketing messages on your website, on your social media, all of the places that you're going to target people, all of your audiences, that the audience list that you build in social media, all of that needs to be based on your ideal target customer avatar. You might have a customer couple of avatars. Like, for example, you might mostly target residential customers, right? But you might have a commercial cleaning division. That's a different avatar. So you need to have define the perfect customer in that realm and make sure that that marketing is carved out and looks slightly differently. You might have your primary service being carpet upholstery, airy rug cleaning, but you do have a hardwood floor refinishing, cleaning, maybe even do the, not just the scrub and recoat, but a sanding, like really getting into that market as well and starting a sort of like a, a side service. Well, that's a little bit different than, than home cleaning services. So that, that ideal customer might be slightly different. They have a different budget in, in mind and, you know, and a different need and stuff like that. So who's the avatar for that? So you want to think of all of that kind of stuff because that's how you're going to be able to deliver your message. So setting your goals, if you really, we, we went deep with this with a, an over an hour, an hour and a half training masterclass at the beginning of the year. You can go back in our archives and look at that. We've got future ones coming up, but you really want to be good at goal setting, right? Now, what we're going to talk about is really talking about setting your company apart with video. So a lot of people go, oh gosh, John, I don't want to do video. That's for the influencers and the TikTokers and stuff like that. I'm going to tell you right now that video has 
is becoming and has become one of the most important game changers in all of marketing. So we're gonna talk, you're gonna see video coming up a number of times in this presentation because it's, it's that important. So uh, marketers who use video grow their revenue 49% faster than non-video users. So do you, if that's not reason enough to start picking up your cell phone and just creating selfie videos, um, having somebody follow you around for a day, hiring a, a, a college or university marketing student or a media student with, uh, with a, a nice you know, DLSR camera that can do some filming for you, things like that, right? 64% of consumers make a purchase after watching a branded social video. So video on landing pages increases conversions by 80%. What does that mean? Well, you should have landing pages for your pay-per-click. Pay you should have landing pages for any you know, Facebook ads or social ads <clears throat> that are not staying within that platform. And those landing pages should have video on them. Your social media properties are considered uh, digital storefronts. Best way to think of your Instagram, your Facebook, your YouTube is a digital storefront. Well, do you have a video right at the front of that? Hey, thanks so much. Welcome. Welcome to our, our page. Welcome to our site. Welcome to our whatever. 80% higher conversions if you just have that video. Imagine having a video on every single one of your, your service pages as well and your service area pages. Hey, John here from John's Cleaning, and yes, we offer carpet cleaning, the whole page about the services. Let me tell you a little bit of what we do differently and our 29 points um, perfect clean service system. And, you know, on you go and you have that little conversation. Hey, it's John here. I want to talk, tell you all about our risk reversal guarantee. If you're not happy, we have our 200% money back guarantee. What do you mean by 200%, John? Let me tell you. And all of that, all the way through all of your marketing, all the way through all of your pages, all the way through all your landing pages. So pay-per-click, somebody clicks there. They don't go to your homepage or your website. They go to a very dedicated page that converts at a higher rate. We're going to talk about conversion. Well, that should have a video on it. It will convert even higher. 46% of, of users act after viewing a video. Viewer, um, viewers retain 95% of the message they watched in a video compared to only 10% of what they read in a text. So, so you need to be making videos. Now you're going to go, okay, John, I get it. You kind of you kind of beat that home a little bit. What kind of videos do I do I need to make? Well, there's four four categories. Let's make this super super simple. There are four categories of videos that you should be making. You should be making brand awareness videos. Right. So it's just, hey, I'm John here. I own this company. Um, we do a great job. You know, let me tell you a little bit about it. You should be creating lead generation videos. Lead generation videos would be, hey, click here to opt in and download this. You know, give us your email and we'll send you a free report on how to care for your carpets, how to hire a carpet cleaner, things like that, how to take spots and stains out for yourself, all of that kind of stuff. Right. How do you know, cl click here now if you'd like a you know, a free in-home estimate and get this premium offer. Book now and we'll add all these extra services on it, no extra charge or, or at 50% off regular price for these extra services and stuff like that, whatever that is. So lead generation videos, that's where you give the offer. Before, during, and after videos. So a lot of people talk about before, after. During is when you're actually doing the job. You should be taking video of before, during, and after. We call those project capture stories. So with all of our customers, we create project capture stories where we're telling a story of Mrs. Jones who needed to get the carpets clean because her, you know, her um, niece is coming from 
Europe and she hasn't seen her in four years because of the pandemic and she's now coming and her, you know, Mrs. Jones's little dog has peed all over the carpets and need it. They need it. She needs her house to look amazing. And that would be a great story before, during and after pictures, create a project story. They become pages on your website. They become videos that you can market out and, and, and retarget people with, which is the next one as well. Retargeting videos. Anybody who lands on your website or any of your digital properties, uh, anybody who has seen part of your lead generation video, your brand awareness videos, and you've, they've watched, say, 75% of those, but they didn't fill out the form, they didn't do the next action, send them a retargeting video. Hey, I noticed you came to our website, you came to our, our offer, and you didn't complete it. You know, hey, come here, like, you know, finish that, let's get, let, let's get that, uh, book you in for a free estimate, and then you'll, you'll be locking in those, those savings that, that you saw as well. So it works brilliantly. And again, what happens at a lot of times is people then say, okay, John, well, we're just a carpet cleaner, just a, a maid service. Nobody watches our videos. I've tried video before. The numbers aren't great. I'll tell you that there's something called the, the 9190 rule. Right or some people call it the one nine ninety rule, but ultimately what it means is that only one percent of people on social media are creators. So there's one percent of people that actually create the content. There's only about nine percent that interact with that content, like it, share it, comment, do anything with that content. Ninety percent of the audience are lurkers. They are seeing you. They are getting those brand impressions. They are starting to know, like, and trust you. You're starting to build that rule of seven and beyond. You become the best known cleaner in your marketplace when they see you again and again and again. And video is one of those places that they see you again and again. And the way to use video from YouTube to, to social media to retargeting, all of that, you can use video in all of your marketing so and on your website. And when somebody refers, you have a video like anywhere you can think of it it's a it's a great way to take that that sort of lurking brand impression crowd and really supercharge supercharge your results from that so so one of the, the things is what kind of videos then? Okay, I'm going to be doing a bunch of videos, John. I, you, you mentioned that there's some that are brand impression and some that are for lead lead generation. There's the retargeting ones and then there's the before and after ones and stuff like that. So what are we doing here? Well, here is a great outline of videos. If you created a couple for each of these, you would have that's six right there. If you played three for, for each, you would have 18 to 20 videos just like that that you can use throughout all your marketing. And then you just kind of, you know, kind of do them in batches and then do a bunch more down the road. And, you, you know, you, you're just grabbing your phone and going through some stuff. So a client success story. You know of a whole bunch of clients that you've served that have done that you've done great things for. It became very successful. One of our best success stories was uh, um, 30 years in business, but I still remember to this day, a, a person sold a home and part of selling the, you know, the part of selling the home, they, they, uh, they agreed to touch up the railing on the staircase. So white carpet throughout the house, wooden railing. They are touching up the railing with some wood stain literally kicked the wood stain, the little container of wood stain over down the stairs. And the house was already sold. And they would have been having to replace not just the stair carpet, but it matched all the way upstairs through the bedrooms and all. So big, huge upstairs landing sort of, you know, um, sitting room, open area, and then a whole bunch of bedrooms off it. Huge house, right? Would have been thousands of dollars because of that little spill. So they called our company. 
they called the real estate agent and went, ah, real estate agent said, ah, don't worry about it. We know we have some, we have our guys. They'll come over and see. And we we're like, oh no, right? Red red dye removers, all of that kind of stuff, steam irons, um, rinsing to get rid of the oil stuff first. We were able to get rid of that. We got a, you know one of the world's best testimonials. We used that testimonial to get a whole bunch of other real estate agents to use us because we salvaged and saved them thousands and thousands of dollars, the homeowner and and the real estate agent who had sold the home. So the new buyers were all happy and solved the problem. So client success stories, that's a great story to tell a video on, right? And character um, character stories. So tell your origin story. Why did you get into the business? What drove you? What was different? I've talked to uh, I've got one of our clients who used to be a cop and got into doing cleaning instead because of a, a family story, a reason why. We have another one who had um, children that had allergies and they actually had to hire in cleaning services. They kind of learned that, you know, you can make a healthier home with, you know, a, an air purifier and clean, get everything clean. They didn't want to get rid of the carpets. They actually realized that carpets could be the largest filter if they're vacuumed properly, HEPA filtered vacuum cleaners or central vac venting outside, all of those good things we all know. Um, so tell that story. Tell your origin story, why you got into the business, what you did before this, what led you to this, you know, your second generation, your father was in it, your uncle was in it, you know, things like that. Teach on a topic. How many things do we as cleaners know about? We, because I've been in the industry for 30 years myself, where, you know, trained all of our technicians, was in the truck for the first couple of years in my early 20s as a, as a, as a carpet cleaning business owner and, and things like that. What do we know? What training have we gone to? Have we gone to the IRC IRCRC training? Have we gone to any, you know, John Don? Have we gone to any other trainings? What do we know that the average customer could benefit from? Why is that first two or three steps off of the front entranceway going upstairs? Why are those stairs the dirtiest in the middle? And then it fades going up. How do you take care of that? What about matting? Um, you know, when they get when they uh, when they spill red wine, do they really go after it with white wine? Well, no, that's sticky. What do we do? Club soda, things like that. Blot, don't rub. You know, all of those kinds of things. So we can teach on many many topics. Build that list. Grab your phone and teach on a topic. Right? Motivation and authenticity. Share your favorite mantra. Don't just be all about business. You know, be about yourself too. Like if you're heavily invested in the church, talk a little bit about why that you know why that's important to you. Um, if you're part of the community. I was talking to somebody the other day there that what they do to give back is they they um, teach kids, um, high school students, as a, in a young entrepreneur's program. They're giving back because they've spent years building businesses and carpet cleaning businesses and restoration businesses. And now they're giving back by talking about everything that they've learned over those years and, and stuff like that. So talk about that, like, in a, you know, in a very, you know, not boisterous sort of way, but you can talk about that, you know, why that's important to give back and, and, and what you do as well. Maybe you have a clean water initiative, you give to a charity. A lot of people give to like the SPCA and stuff like a lot of carpet cleaners because a lot of clients have pets and stuff like that. So why do we give 10% of every job to that or 10% of your pet urine job to that or things like that. So all that kind of stuff, motivational quotes, mantras, you know, what, what fires you up? Be the expert. Um, so you want to show people like, again, this is a lot like teaching on a topic, but be the expert and be the authority. Tell them when something in the media is wrong or right. Have your view on it that is related to the services that you do. So if it's, you know, if it's becoming, you know, the, the air quality is really bad right now. Why not be the expert and say, hey, here's things you can do. Here's things that you can clean. Here's the ways that you can deal with that. Become an expert on the 
helping them, you know, in, in and around their home. We even say, you know, again, videos work well, newsletters work well as well. And you can actually even just take some topics out of the newsletter that you write and talk about those as well. And team stories, share your team. Hey, this is Carl here. He's, he's been with us for, you know, five years and, you know, Carl just got his new training on this and that or whatever. You know, hey, this is just had a new baby. Here's here's Angelo on the team. And, you know, whatever all of that's all, you know, like whatever Angelo's story is and why he joined your team and and have Angelo chat a little bit. Again, technicians don't tend to like to be on video, but think about it. They're, they're in front of customers all day long. They have to be personable. It is, you know, the person you hire to be in the customer's home, you know, on your behalf or with you has to have a rapport with customers so let's let's pull that out of them to see if they can get a rapport on video as well so now switching gears we now know video we're going to continue to talk about video throughout the 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 rest of this presentation but you know what we need to move on to is talk about building that website that is not only for seo why is seo important let's that we can pause on that a little bit and but it's also important for video, uh, visitors i'm sure you've all gone to a website that is just you know you know it's keyword stuffed it says the same words in the heading the subheading all the way through the text it doesn't feel right it doesn't read right it feels awkward feels like it was written by a machine and it doesn't 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 have anything that makes you go oh i like this company i'm going to stick with them right so so that that's you, you might rank well it might show up it, you might have found it but it doesn't speak to you so on the other side of it you could have a website that looks pretty we see a lot of those i do a lot of website audits for for cleaning services and carpet cleaners uh and doing those audits i, I we just pick them apart and say hey here's ways you can improve the site based on really really well-known metrics using tools like um um a hot jar stuff like that that heat map the website and know what people click on and all that kind of stuff we know what actually causes people to convert which is part of the conversion we'll talk about but we also know what that fine line between um making the website seo friendly and friendly for visitors so you want to have them clicking on call to action buttons or calling you we know that's what we what we want them to do there's three things that people do that we see on all of these websites they tend to do that they tend to go to the about us page more than any other page on the website other than the the, the page they landed on either the home page or the blog article or the the service area the city page neighborhood page however you've you know, whatever's ranking well that they found, um, they're going to go to that page. But, you know, so then they're going to click on a call to action button or they're going to call you because call tracking should be on every single website. Then, you, you know, they're going to click the about us page because they want to know who are these guys? Can I trust them in my home? Or they're going to leave your site altogether. By and large, number three is the largest crowd. 90 to 95% of your web traffic, go check your Google Analytics. 90 95% of your web traffic never ever ever did anything they came and they left so we're going to talk about retargeting are you chasing them around right but is there something that you can do that influences them to not leave to take another action to become a lead to request more information anything like that and there is i want to build your website for 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 seo and for visitors there is an exact framework to build the better website. So um, we did an entire training just on this one topic. We will do trainings in the future again um, on this, this very specific topic. But the point is that you wanna have your website set up that when somebody arrives there, it fits into 
what the, what the conversation that's already going on in their head. That's the, that's the definition of great marketing is to tap into a conversation that's already going on in somebody's head. Who are these guys? Can I trust them? What do they do? What do they guarantee? These are the conversations already going, how do I get a hold of them? I don't feel like picking up the phone and calling. How else can I get a hold of them? Things like that, right? So how much do they charge? All of that kind of stuff, right? So what we have found is that the quest, there are more questions unrelated to pricing than there are about pricing. So having, you know, they land on your page and oh, your whole house for $99. You just, you just told the entire world the type of client you want is a cheap discount buyer, period, right? If it's all about pricing, then you're teaching the customer, you're teaching the visitor that you're all about pricing, right? So you're, you're, you're just about being the, cheap, the cheapest guy. If it's all about quality and healthful, you know, healthy home, great for their family, great for their pets, and, and all of the services and the longevity of their carpet and saving them money over the long run um, and, and being their trusted resource for all home cleaning and healthy home needs, then you're speaking to a different crowd. Your ideal customer is the customer you want to attract to that website. And now you're giving them the message they want to hear right? They live in nicer homes. They have nicer belongings. They're not looking for the low cost cleaner. They didn't park their motorcycle in the middle of their living room. They're not, they didn't just have a keg party in the, in the rec room or the, the family room. Not these are, this is, this is ideal proper clients that can refer other ideal proper clients. So you build a website that, that speaks to that, but also has enough words on it, has enough keyword density, has enough pages on it. So you want to have a page for every one of the services. You want to have a page for every one of the cities you target. You want to have a page for every one of the neighborhoods. We'll talk about that in the content section, but that's all part of building a website for that converts well, that is for SEO and for visitors, and that ties it all together very well. So moving on, and again, I understand there's a lot of information here. Um, this will be available on replay. Just kind of take bullet point notes. This is the things that have changed that you really need to get a whole grasp of to become omnipresent so that everywhere anybody looks, you are the best known cleaner in your marketplace, which doubles and triples your business and allows you to sell it for many times more when you're ready to sell and, and move on. It's many times more the multiples of any other cleaning company. Most cleaning companies sell for the price of their equipment. The, you shouldn't, your equipment is disposable. Like every five years you should be replacing or at least paying to replace your truck mounts, your vans, your, you know, your portables, your, your air movers, all of that stuff, right? That, that is all sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's a temporary, you buy it, it has a useful life, you're fixing it. If it lasts beyond that, yeah, you got a, a, you know, a few gravy years out of it, but that's not what you sell your business for. You sell your business for the database you built, for the name recognition, for the rankings, for that, that what you mean to the marketplace and how important you're, because that is what's driving the volume of your businesses. So you know that in your marketplace, there is probably a stereo shop, there's probably a plumber, there's probably you know, a home, a custom home builder, you name it, that is the one that everybody knows, right? If you're in a big, big town, maybe there's a couple different areas of town, but you know that they're the ones with the billboards and back of buses and online everywhere you go, people are talking about it. You see them, they're following you around. If you went to their website, if you ever needed them, they're top of mind. You have them in your mind so that you don't end up going when you need that service. They're the first ones you think of. You might go and Google their, um, their website, not 
their category. You don't just go, oh, carpet cleaner near me. You go James Carpet Cleaning, right? You know, Mighty House Carpet Cleaning, right? Whatever. And you follow them, right? So anyways, let's talk about galleries. Galleries used to be these things that sat on your website. In today's day and age, galleries on social media platforms, so on your Facebook, your Instagram, even Pinterest, things like that, you're, the new gallery is there and you want to have pictures here's some examples of really good ones you want to have pictures of the team your actual team you don't want to have stock photos you want to have pictures of your team you want to have videos on some of these of before and afters that we talked about you want to you know if you did a charity event all that kind of stuff you want happy customer pictures anything you do if you do a contest you want to have the winner um smiling face and a big check all of that kind of stuff you want to know when people come here that gallery is influencing them you know oh some you know here's an actual rug in the middle of cleaning and i can see this part's clean and this part's dirty not just some sort of arbitrary before and after like example here somebody actually cleaning the area rug and then showing parts of it and things like that so you want to have all of that kind of stuff this the second middle example here um we we see the people cleaning we don't actually see any faces the first example is much much better the second one at least is showing your gallery on social media and we practice what we preach this is um you know, Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, if you go and check out our Instagram, we've got videos, we've got um, snippets of, of longer trainings, we've got um, links and helpful hints and all of that kind of stuff, because that's what we do, right? So we're providing that value as well. Same same idea for your customers. So if you could, you know, you could have how-to tips, how-to video, um, an image, you know, about a red wine stain and here's how to take it out and then the, check the description and then the description is some of that information. So anyways, use social media as as your galleries use google my business as a gallery as well don't just use one place make sure that you're you're interacting with all of those because people are going to different places um to see so then that way when you're talking to a customer and they say well you know is there anywhere i can see the work you do or your testimonials or anything like that you can say yeah just go check out our um you know just check us out on instagram check us out on facebook because even your google reviews are turned into images and placed on those in the mix as well so you've got a mixture of everything right so that's really really helpful Moving on, we can talk about Google Maps. So Google Maps has become the Yellow Pages. So people don't use the Yellow Pages anymore. That kind of died 2008, 9, 10 during the last recession. Um, Yellow Pages kind of went down and uh, 2007 is when the iPhone was released. So all of a sudden, consumer products, iPhones and tablets and all that kind of stuff, that two, three years after that, during the recession, and then next thing you know, everybody's on a digital device. Everybody's using the internet a lot more, even grandma and grandpas and stuff like that. And now there's there's no need to go to a directory because the new directory is online. And the the maps algorithm really really helped people find their local florist, their local butcher, their local you know beer store, and their local carpet cleaner and things like that. So Google Maps is really really important and. Um, you, you want to rank prominently and well, and there's a bunch of things that, that help you in that regard. So Google Maps rankings is all about relevance to start with. So if somebody's looking for a plumber, they should not find a carpet cleaner listing. If somebody's looking for a carpet cleaner, they should not find necessarily a maid service. They're not going to find a janitorial service. Those don't, they're, they're separate categories. They sound really close, but they're separate. They're not really going to find, you know, a wood floor refinisher if they're looking for a carpet cleaner relevance is the most is one of the most important things what categories do you have list listed as the categories in your google maps listing 
of the things that you do, the services you provide, and are they relevant to each other? Because if there's an outlier that is totally strange, like, hey, we do carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, area cleaning, and dog walking, you're never going to show up for dog walking uh, because that's not relevant to your service category. So you want to be very, very careful on what it is that you talk about. The distance to the person searching or the area that they ser they're searching into. So if they say, hey, I'm, I'm over here in, you know, New York, but I'm looking for my mom. I'm trying to find a carpet cleaner in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I'm going to type in carpet cleaning near Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Google's smart enough to go, okay, well, this guy's over here. His IP address, his proximity is way over, way over here, but he wants to, to find somebody here because he put those, those terms. So it's going to find either by their proximity of their device, the their IP address of their maps listing, or any of those kinds of things, or by what they typed in, it's going to find a proximity and there's a distance marker. So on an example, you might've seen one of these grids before, but for example, this business would be um, right in this area here somewhere. So if you're standing within a mile, these are all miles. If you're standing within a mile of this business, good chance are they're gonna show up in the maps listing because of distance, as long as they've got their relevance right. And then, and then we'll talk about the prominence as well. But um, if they've got, couple things right, you're close enough to them that they're going to be in the top. As soon as you start moving away, uh, there's going to be other businesses that are closer, more relevant, or more prominent. And Google Maps goes, nope, this guy's ahead of you. Oh, now you're down. There's only three maps listings that show up. You're number four. You're number five. You're number six. Now people don't find you as easily. And, and you can see how that can really scatter out. Usually about five to seven miles, if you influence it well with good prominence markers and you've got the relevance right, you've got you know all of that. And the distance, you can go about five to seven miles out in, in most, most marketplaces that you can influence to be seen on the Google Maps. So what does that mean? Think about it this way. Are, is your pin drop so even if you are a service area business and hide your address, Google still knows where they sent the postcard. Um, they know your zip code. They know where your business is located. That becomes your hub. They do not show you everywhere you talk about. They show you from, from a source out. It's still considered a map driving direction service at its core. So that is how the algorithms all work. So are you within three to five miles of your ideal customers? Go back to that first thing we talked about, setting goals, knowing your ideal customer. Are you within three to five miles of them? If you're not, then your maps listing is going to have a very hard time generating quality leads for your business, quality phone calls from Google Maps because of how far away you are. And it might be valuable because a Google Maps listing done properly, prominence talks about things like getting your reviews right, getting your citations and your authority online right, having your website right that connects it all. We'll talk a little bit about some of this, these things. But you get all of that right and you're within that, that five-mile area of your ideal customer and you have a, a, you know, an office or a, um, your location center, then that generates 10, 20, 30, 50 phone calls per month of people finding you and going, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to know about your services. From Google Maps alone, that is just one of the many omnipresence. Then you're getting calls from all of the other marketing you're doing as well so that you're, you're building a massive amount of leads 
but one of the sources would be, and one of the, 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 the higher level sources would be the maps listing. Anywhere you can't rank in the maps because it's too far away, it's a town over, um, it's two towns over, whatever, but you still want, you've got a lot of customers there. That's where your organic SEO and website rankings, not maps rankings, but website rankings and your paid ads come in on a Google conversation and then your Facebook ads and all that other marketing can be influencing people in those marketplaces as well. But Google Maps is one of the, the, the big daddies and needs to be considered. So some people physically move their offices, they open up second offices, there's conversations we can have around that that we've helped um, businesses open two, three, and four other satellite offices, no different than a, a lawyer or a you know psych, you know psychiatrist or a, you know whatever a counselor would do. They might be at a couple different offices and satellite offices as long as they meet people there or they run a business out of there. There's ways to deal with that as well. So think about that. So let's talk about a little bit more of those prominence markers. So one of the ways that that gives Google that authority that understanding that you're an authority in the marketplace is that you have your name, your address, your phone number, all of that exactly accurate and right all around the web. Google checks all of that. And if you're on all of these other listings, you've got reviews and you've got interactions on these listings and you have these listings, there's there's two benefits to that. One, there are some people that just use the Better Business Bureau, just use Angie's List. There are Yelpers that only go to Yelp, right? So there's people that, you know, on Facebook, look around for stuff, you know, ask somebody in a buy and sell group or a mommy blog group and then, you know, come over to your, your Facebook page and never went to Google at all. Google gets about 60 to 70% of searches, the other 40 to 30%, 30 to 40% of searches never went to Google for our category. So, so you want to, you don't want to just limit yourself to, Oh, I'm only worried about Google. No, let's, let's think about it all. One of the things to think about is these, um, these other directories, they add, um, they, they add a bunch of authority to your Google maps listing. They also, um, are also places where people can find you. So you want to make sure that you've got your all of the, the the directories that your competitors have you want to make sure you've got review velocity that your competitors have we'll talk about reviews later but all of that helps with your google maps rankings you want to make sure that you've got your website set up to connect to your map listing properly and create those connections and citations schema code it's called things like that you want to really connect the dots for google so that you move up in the maps listing around your your service area properly Now we talked about, we talked about a little bit earlier, we we're talking about content. So why is content even important? What do you mean content, John? Why, I'm a carpet cleaner, I'm a, home, a maid service. Why do I need content? Well, content marketing, as it says, is you know, for the next level wins. Well, what that basically means is 50% of web searchers, even looking for services, still move past in Google alone, if they're just searching, they're looking for information and they go into the organic listings where the websites are. Also in those organic listings below the maps is uh, the, you know, the, the home advisors and the thumbtacks and the uh, Yelps and all of those as well. The directory's kind of in there and there's, there's a few websites to answer those questions that people are asking. So there's a couple different types of content you need to be thinking about that really help you show up and generate traffic to your website that then become visitors that you can convert into customers, you can convert into um, 
estimate requests. You can convert into uh, followers. You can start following them around and retarget. You can create a lot of content. So there's a difference. There's called top of funnel content and bottom of funnel content. content. You need both. So we really suggest that in most average marketplaces that you're putting out at least a blog post a week, a press release a month to generate a lot of these signals uh, in heavily competitive markets. You need way more than that to help you rank for different keywords. There is a thousands of keywords, about 3000 keywords that you could you should be ranking for what what they call long tail so people type in a longer i need to get red wine out of my carpet so red wine out of carpet red red wine you know or you know carpet stain removal things like that those are long tail they have a lot of words in it is the search term there's you know carpet cleaner near me that's a short term that's the harder one that everybody goes after that one but there is there is might be five or ten people searching for the longer tail one every month every quarter well if you're ranking for hundreds if not thousands of those because you've got enough content and enough um, things on your website that attract that attention google goes oh i've got somebody who can answer that question in this area you know because your website has been crawled you've done it well content marketing and and that content marketing is a huge part of seo now you're influencing that omnipresence again you're being found every time somebody searches for anything related to your category oh my god there's those guys again there's those guys again oh my god there's an ad for those guys they came to your website they left oh my god there's those guys again and, you know i'm on the weather network and i see them on because you've become omnipresent so top of funnel is is more like um supporting content so these are not people that are ready to buy right now they're just in research mode they're looking to solve a problem they're looking for information uh, even some good top of funnel content can even include um, geo content because you want to like if you're if you're trying to say that hey you know we're over here but we actually we're we're one of the top cleaning companies for um you know this this community over here this retirement community this um you know golf course area whatever well then you want to have content you know say some of the um high income areas around Atlanta, right? If you had that type of content on your website and it, it gets found and that, that content, you know, talking about the high income areas and the fact that, you know, weaved into that content, we happen to be a, a, a carpet cleaner in the area that services this area, but here's what we like about the area. Here's what we, you know, here's what people like about the, um, the amenities of the area. So it's not really trying to sell them carpet cleaning. It's, it's literally showing up and telling Google that you are in that area, that's the people you serve. You link that to the city pages that you have and the service pages that you have, and then you're creating this top of funnel content that really helps your, your, your website rank. Bottle of, bottom of funnel content, that is the content that is transactional. People are ready to, to buy. They need to be solving a problem, and they're, they're at the bottom of the funnel. They're ready, ready to buy, and you need both levels of content because that really creates more omnipresence, and it really can transform your business. We've seen people that just with a really good SEO plan alone, you know, a lot of people go, nah, just, I want, I want you to, I want to buy leads. I want to buy leads. I want to buy leads, and it's like, get your SEO right. It, it, it takes a little bit longer because it's an asset. It, it's building the foundation before you build the home. Um, but you, you get your SEO right. And it, it is the number one organic traffic to your website and your online properties. Organic traffic is the number one driver of most well-established carpet cleaning and home cleaning service businesses done properly. 
you get your content marketing right and your paid ads are just sort of that added little the bit it might be the thing that all you could live on and 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 you know make rent on and and feed your family with at the beginning you need paid ads before the asset builds up now paid ads is just that gravy that keeps the trucks busy and running your organic traffic is the number one driver of new customers to your business repeats referrals organic and then paid and it becomes this beautiful mix that just keeps your company growing from 300,000 to 500,000 from 500,000 to three quarters of a million from three quarters of a million to a million and you just keep growing because you've got all of this omnipresence and uh and 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 this this organic base so really really important and the type of content you need like service content and geo content we talked about that so about the services you provide and you need content about the areas that you service. It really helps tie things together in Google's mind. So then we've got, um, we're looking at you know, why reviews matter more than ever. So we knew, we've known that reviews mattered for about a decade now, right? So again, I talked that little story about coming out of the recession. Prior to the recession, my business used to have, you know, in all of our yellow page ads, because I'm that old, we used to run yellow page ads like crazy, five to $7,000 a month were the yellow page ads because they generated a lot, a lot, a lot of leads, and we were really good at converting leads on the phone. So the more yellow page ads we could, the busier we were as well. And then we did a whole bunch of other marketing as well, and and and, and that kind of thing. So that building the business that way. But what we realized was we used to run, hey, don't call any carpet cleaner until you listen to this free consumer awareness, consumer information message. How to shop in this category? You know what questions to ask, what things to avoid, how to how to not be ripped off, all of that kind of stuff. And obviously, that 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 twelve minute message on a voice machine, um, you know, would would lead people. They could press one at any time to call our office, and we influenced them that we were the obvious trusted expert. Well, why did so many people call that consumer line? 20 to 40 people a day would call from our yellow page ads, not directly to us, that was available, but they'd call the consumer number first. And we would see them that light up on, on our system and we could have three or four people listening at the same time. And then um, all of a sudden the phone would ring and the, because they'd be pressing one and, and ringing through to us. Most of them would listen to at least eight to 10 minutes of our 12 minute message. What does that tell you as well? Well, they were looking to figure out who to trust. And they didn't know enough to do that. Come uh, enough about the industry, enough about the service. Come out of the recession. Everybody's using these 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 cell phones. They've all got these consumer internet connected devices on their hip. And now they, you know, we had less and less calls to that. Uh, part of it, the recession, things slowed down. We had different marketing. We went after our our referral partners and stuff like that. We, you know, to keep the business running and growing, we dodged and changed things a little bit come back out of it, go back to doing some of the investing heavily in that other marketing in the calls, the calls weren't there to the consumer line. So it's like, Oh, just put the consumer information on the website. That'll be fine. They'll find it there. No, never went there either. What did they start doing? They started using reviews. Reviews became popular at that point. Amazon and places like that taught people to read the reviews before buying the next cell phone case, the next pair of shoes, the next, next golf clubs, whatever it is. So reviews became important there. They became important everywhere. People started realizing I can outsource my trust to somebody else who's already used them. And now 10 years hence, um, 10, 12 years hence, we're now saying that it's not just the volume of reviews, it's the recency of reviews. 87% of consumers read online reviews before taking action with a local business. 48% of consumers would consider a business with fewer than four stars would not consider doing business with them. Negative reviews can have a significant impact on a consumer's behavior. So if the very, 
if the most recent review you have on your listing is a, a negative review and you haven't responded to it and you haven't done everything you can to continue to get more reviews to bury it, that negative listing, that negative review sitting there is there's a really good chance it's turning away one, two, three, five potential phone calls a day that just go, no, nah, this guy's got, you know, is better. You might have a 4.7 star rating. You never want a perfect 5.0 rating. That, that looks cheesy. It looks manufactured. Nobody is perfect all the time. You want to you have the odd, well, it was pretty good. They didn't get the one stain out, um, but they told me about that and they gave me the money back on that. So that's pretty good. I'm giving them a, you know, 4.9, 4.8 star rating. That is totally fine to have that mix of stuff. Um, and every review should have an answer from the owner. Every review. Good, bad, or ugly should have a should have a, a response in there that speaks to the person who's reading the review and what you what you said about it, right? So just think of that as well. And seventy nine percent of consumers say they trust online reviews as much as a personal recommendation from their friends or family. So reviews are critically important. They help in rankings, but they also help in conversions. And reviews should never just sit static on the place that the review came in. So they shouldn't all just be Google. There's actually a golden ratio. Um, of where to get reviews, but they should, you should also take them off of those places and move them, you know, dynamically syndicate them. It's called take pictures of them, um, take the words and put them in posts and then grab pictures as well. And just every single review you get, you should be actively seeking reviews. You should have a good, decent review velocity. And so that you have a lot of recent reviews constantly coming in at a decent pace and then you should be taking all of those and marketing them around all of your other web properties so that you're you're creating that you know that that many people trust reviews show it to them everywhere they look omnipresence about your greatness as well so we like to say that 70 percent of your reviews should be on google because again 70 percent of the traffic goes to google 20 percent should be on the better business bureau People still go there, but you can also tell people, go check us out on the business, Better Business Bureau. And 10% should be Facebook. They actually call them recommendations now, but that social media angle. Facebook allows consumers to leave in you know positive sentiment, get them to do it there. So we don't suggest you do it in one. We say suggest you get customers to fill out a feedback survey, invite them to leave reviews. The ones that are willing to leave reviews will almost... 60 to 80% of your customers will fill out a feedback survey if you ask them the right way. About 10 to 20 will leave reviews. And then you can say, hey, thanks for that great, those great comments. Could you pick one or all of these places and leave great comments? You give them those three. Better Business Bureau, Facebook, and Google. And they'll pick one or all. And you're now getting reviews shared around as well. So, so we're, we're, we're wrapping up the last few items here in this omnipresence marketing system. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that um, you're, you, you know, what you, what you might be missing with Google ads, you want to make sure that you're running Google ads properly and that you're not missing out on the big picture with Google ads. Sure. The leads are expensed on Google ads. That doesn't mean you don't, you don't take them. What is your conversion rate and what is your ROI? So if your average cost per click in, in Google ads is $10 a click um, and it takes you three, three to five clicks before you generate a phone call. So now you've got, you've generated a lead for 30 to 50 bucks, right? Sounds like a lot. And if you book only half of those, you track your math, you do, you know, you do your math, you know, that of Google ads, you know, you track, that's a call tracking number, a different ring, a different phone line, different, different way of tracking that a different, um, when they fill out a text message form, when it comes in, it, it lets you know, you can track 
how many people came through your Google Ads and you know how many of them ended up booking. If you book 50%, you just paid 60 in this example to $100 per lead. And that's pretty average, actually. We run hundreds of Google um, ad campaigns, and 60 to $100 to buy a customer from Google Ads, it's pretty reasonable. because, And it's, it's pretty average because now you've bought an ideal customer that your goal is to lock them in for life. You've paid that once. They're, if your average job is 300 or 400, you've, you've made money, but you've made money the second time. Oops, didn't turn off my office phone. You've made money the second time. You've made money um, on the repeats and the referrals and all of that kind of stuff. The lifetime value of that customer should be somewhere between two and $4,000. Are you willing to spend $100 to get two to $4,000 over the lifetime value of the client. Yeah, all day long, get as many of those as possible. So lead cost isn't everything. You don't wanna say, oh, well, I can get cheaper leads somewhere else. You might get cheaper customers somewhere else too. These people are at least looking, specifically looking for your uh, um, your services. So when they're looking for you know carpet cleaners near me, upholstery cleaners near me, area rug cleaning um, studios, things like that, you wanna know that you're showing up there because that's part of your omnipresence. That's part of, you know, making sure that you're maximizing the opportunities and brand impressions. And that's, you know, running branding ads for slippage. What what slippage means is there's a lot of people that go to paper, they, they type into Google, they're looking for something. At the top of the page, they see the paper click, they click on it, they go to your landing page, they go, huh, I wonder if these guys are any good. They back out of your landing page and they go, look you up they go search you you're you by name they end up on your website right that's now slippage but because they came to your landing page now you can run branding ads to them to say hey you know I, you're looking for our services you know here you get a get a free estimate you know all that kind of stuff check out what we do our 29 point you know um um, safe and healthy home cleaning service, you know, system or whatever, that kind of stuff. You can start, you know, here's some great testimonials from our customers, chase them around with that kind of stuff, right? So um, Google ads isn't just about that that one conversion. There are There's a slippage that still turns into customers that didn't get tracked properly because they didn't take action on the landing page, but they came back around a different way, but they came through you that way. So you want to make sure that you're running branding ads to them to bring them back in because they're, they're still interested. You just got to, you got to be able to influence that. And then artificial intelligence, we know AI is everywhere doing everything now. Um, and AI in, in Google ads, it really is a matter of telling Google it's getting better and better and better at this over time. Letting Google know that that, that click turned into a inquiry that turned into a lead that turned into a customer and was worth 500 bucks. If we keep telling AI, the AIs that are building out in the background, all of that data, they're going, oh, you like these customers and these types of people. Let me show you more often to those because these other guys aren't telling me that. Your competitors aren't telling me that. They're not letting me know when they convert so maybe they don't and maybe most people like you so it's how google search works is like more people end up on your website stay there for longer and seem to find value in your content the more google shows that website or that web page over anyone else same idea with ads so um ai is you know will win in in the, in the coming years so keep that in mind google local service ads um we did some trainings on that recently it's, you know, get into this before it's too late. 
Google local service ads, um, those are the ads that Google guarantees, some people call them. They're the, the ads that are at the top, very, very, very top of the search results. And they're in almost every market now. It was a sort of a trial years ago. Now it's just rolled out. And those are people you only pay when somebody actually physically calls you. So you might have tried and go, oh, I used to get a lot of good leads out of that back in the day. And now I'm getting really expensive or crappy leads. They're all tire kickers. There's a reason for that. Part of that is not teaching the algorithm, the Google, the Google local service ads algorithm the ideal customer that you're you're wanting and getting part of that is there's there's other influence mechanisms that you can actually set up there's demographic mechanisms there's areas where you're targeting there's a lot of ways that you can really dial in your ideal customer and not just have it smattered everywhere so everybody just kind of threw up an ad in the in the early days and as there, as there's more and more and more cleaners realizing that this is a source of paper call leads then, you know, kind of like what HomeAdvisor was doing and Thumbtack was doing some of that. This is a source of pay per call leads. As soon as you get a call, you have to pay for it. It might have been $17, $18, $20 in the day. It might now be $25, $30, $40. But again, are you booking 50% of them? That still might be that, you know, $60 to $100 customer you just bought. And if it's an ideal customer and you've influenced them properly, you want to get in into Google local service ads. So um, with Google local service ads, you know, you, you, your ranking is, is it's still all about ranking. You only really see three at the top of the page before you have to scroll a little bit. So you want to be ranked well. So what does Google do to, for that ranking? Well, the proximity to the potential customer's location, that is one of the ranking factors. Um, your review score and the number of reviews, reviews you're receiving inside local service ads and in your Google Maps listing connected to your, if you got to connect those two and you connect that in the number of reviews you have, but also your review velocity. Your responsiveness is huge. So if you're getting phone calls and you've got your ads on during office hours and have them turning off when there's nobody in your office and you're not responding to those calls, you're not getting back to those message leads that are coming in instantly in a like answering every single phone call and getting back to the message leads, they say within 24 hours, but the, as fast as you possibly can, then you're getting demoted. You're, you're not showing up properly and your, your results are going to be affected by that. If you are very responsive and answering all of the calls, getting back to everybody right away, um, that is a factor that's going to put you up in front even more. So your business hours become really important. Do not have hours set in local service ads where you cannot answer the phones. And, you know, and whether or not um, they receive uh, serious or repeat complaints about your business is, is another point. So you want to make sure that you're doing delivering a great service. If you start if they start getting complaints, Google guarantee means that they Google guarantees the homeowner that if if they if they're not happy, if there's a problem, Google will pay them will pay them back. Right. So uh, you want to make sure that if they're getting complaints, they're going to demote you as well. So keep that in mind. Social media, next one on the list. You want to be on social media. So again, I get this is a lot. This is omnipresence, but having a marketing system in place, setting those goals and chipping away at this stuff so that you make it automated. You do a couple this month, a couple next month, and you just keep locking it in and doing more and more and more because social media is for browsers, not buyers. So they didn't come looking for you. They didn't type in, oh, I want to find a carpet cleaner on Facebook. That never happened. They're browsing and you're, you end up in front of them. So what do you want to end up in front of them with to influence them? Because social media is a great place to get 
your omnipresence and your brand message out and create a bunch of those brand impressions that start to build those those seven touches that they need so they know like and trust you have you top of mind when they're ready to buy somebody in your cat use somebody in your category so retargeting anybody that came to your website Anybody that came to your landing page, anybody that watched your videos, those videos we talked about, um, anybody who watched any, you know, 75% of the videos, all that, build retargeting audiences and stay in front of those people. That is your active audience. Branding ads, and again, videos work well in these as well. So do before and after stories, project stories, that kind of stuff. Branding is about targeting homeowners, your ideal demographic, people that are look-alike audience to the ones that visited your website, look-alike audience to your customer base, things like that. You want to you want to run branding ads to those so that they now start learning about your brand. And then what you can do is you can take the people that learned about your brand, watch, say, 75% of your video about your brand, they seemed engaged a bit in your local marketplace, and then send leads leads to them lead generation has its place and can work sort of disruptively but if you're building a you know sort of a hey here's some here's here's who we are and what we do you know building that that brand awareness to your ideal target market and then the ones that seem the most engaged are the ones you place the lead generation ad for the facebook lead form click here to go to a landing page here's this um, premium offer that we're making available, right? Get your whole home clean and get a couch and love seat cleaned absolutely free. $250 value with any whole home of carpet cleaning over $500, right? Things like that are over, you know, 600 square feet or whatever, those kinds of things. You can create premium offers that are lead gen based on, on, um, on that kind of stuff. So, uh, that's the crowd that you want to target. So the actions to take with Facebook ads are three to four videos, um, for each of the different, those three different types of campaigns that we just talked about, uh, create your ads and custom audiences based on, on what people watch. So you can test, test, test like that, which is the fourth one. You want to build landing pages and messaging that matches what you're talking about. So you don't want to be talking about upholstery cleaning or your area shop and then take it to the homepage of your website. That's all about carpet cleaning. No, you want to make sure you have landing pages and the, and, and, and assets built out about what it is that you're driving them towards. That's just, that's common sense, right? And you want to test everything. So you want to find the ads that work the best. You want to split test maybe a collage of, of images versus a video for whatever, different ad copy. And what you do is you, you split test them. That's one of the great things about social media and, and ads. You can split test them against each other and you get rid of the losers and you scale the winners. And then you just keep running those tests. It's constant. Marketing is all about testing. It's math plus psychology. So, and then we roll into the same idea, but YouTube. This is this sort of um, this next level area that is still sort of untapped. It's like what social media was five, six, seven years ago. YouTube has been around for a while, but for local businesses. So you got different types of ads. You got true view ads, pre-roll ads, and discovery ads. Ultimately, what you want to do, pre-roll tends to work the best. True view can show up on a, on, on a network all over the place. The weather network and stuff like that, true view can be everywhere. And um, discovery ads are the ones that show up in the sidebar when you're when somebody's searching and looking at this. Here's some other ones that it might be related. What you know, um, the, the the best ads we feel are the pre-roll, simply because 
you can actually find people. Google owns YouTube. They know who's in the market for cleaning services. They know what you've searched. They, they, they know your search history. You can take people that have searched for carpet cleaners near me, and the next time they go into YouTube to look at a silly cat video or to, you know, watch, you know, you name it, an update from Congress or whatever the, you know, whatever they do, they're, you know, people out, you know, four-wheeling and mudding it, whatever their thing is, um, you can show them an ad before the uh, before their video plays. They And you can have, again, a video-based ad sitting in there, right? So you can target your competitors' channels. You can actually even target your competitors' URLs or interests. That So say, for example, you load a list of all of your competitor websites, and anybody that has visited, clicked through Google and visited your competitor's website will see an ad from you in Facebook or, sorry, in YouTube the next time they're on there, a pre-roll ad. No matter what video they're going to watch, they see you. Hey, by the way, you're looking for a quality carpet cleaner in the, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma area that does an amazing job, guarantees our work 200%, and, you know, has, um, you know, been in business, blah, 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 and delivers a healthy home cleaning service, then come to us. Let me tell you all about it, right? And if they last, begin that, if they don't skip off that ad in the first five seconds, then you, you pay for a view, but you influence them because they're interested. They watch the ad, and now you've got, you've, you're generating leads as well. So, and you can even target keywords. So there's all kinds of targeting in, in YouTube ads that are really, really, really important. So the action step for YouTube ads, film your videos with, with proper video ad framework, the right sizes, test a few different hooks to get, you know, get people to last beyond that first five seconds, and then people to actually opt in at the end, test a couple different hooks, write down a list of all the audiences you could target, all your competitors, all of the um, websites that your ideal customer goes to, all of that, all the different channels on YouTube that, they, that, are, that, that, that are related to your ideal customer that you could put ads in front of, take that entire list write that all down set up your youtube pre-roll ads um, in the google google ads interface that's where you do it you don't do it in youtube it's back in google ads google owns youtube it's a google ad product you know you can go up to you know i say minimum 50 dollars a day budget to test you can test it a little bit lower than that you can test you know 20 or 30 bucks a day 50 dollars a day sounds like a lot but again you want to run some split tests and do a couple different things so it's you know marketing is all about testing so you can start a little bit smaller than that and see where it goes but um just the whole idea is to put some money behind this because you can take people that searched on Google for carpet cleaning and be exclusively in front of them because your competitors aren't doing this yet. Exclusively get a captive audience on YouTube the next time they go look there. And we know the majority of people with cell phones and, and computers go to YouTube. And you run them, figure out the winners um, and losers, scale the winners. So that's our goal. Retargeting, 80% of the people that, that, that see you the first time do not do anything. They don't convert. So what do we do with this crowd? Well, we make sure that everywhere that they go to, everywhere they land, everywhere that they come across your brand impression online, anywhere that a pixel, a pixel can be put, a way to put a little cookie on their website and, or on their computer, and it says, hey, I can now retarget you. I can show you ads when you're on on Weather Network. I can show you ads when you're on ESPN. I can show you ads anywhere you go around the web. I can show you ads on Facebook. I can show you ads on LinkedIn. I can show you ads if you search on Bing. I can remarket you anywhere you go around the web. You want to make sure you put a Facebook pixel, a Google pixel, Bing pixel, LinkedIn pixel, um, You want so that you're generating that entire pixel audience 
and you can now build this audience of people that have engaged with your brand, come and found you, didn't take action. You can say, hey, I noticed you came to our website, but you didn't fill out a form. I noticed you came to our website and requested an estimate, but you know you haven't booked yet. There's way you can break that audience down and, and send very, very, very targeted messages. Final step about all of this is about is all about the follow up, right? So proper lead follow up is the process that creates those conversions. So you can build all the leads in the world. You can be the most omnipresent um, business in the world, but if you don't follow up, you don't answer your phones. You use an answering service. It rings once to click through through your phone to their phone. They get three rings before they pick up. Excuse me, can I put you on hold for a quick second? Click because it's a you know answer service and then. They finally come back, you know, 20, 30 seconds, a minute later. That is a really, really bad experience for the consumer compared to they, you know, they they call. Hey, it's a great day here at ABC Carpet Cleaning. How can I make yours a great day, too? Totally different experience. They laugh. Oh, that's funny. Anyways, yeah. So I'm looking to get some cleaning done. Oh, great. That's what we do. So tell me a little, you know, off you go, right? So if you respond right away, 78% of consumers buy from the first person who responds. And that's, you know, um, study by Lead Connect and big players in the industry, 78% from the first person that, that you know, responds. They've done a bunch of their homework. They know who they want to call. And if you didn't answer, they're calling the next guy. They've, you're not the only one on their list, right? So first person who responds. After five minutes, the odds of qualifying a lead drops by 80%. And in today's day and age, a phone call, a text message, a messenger message, a e an email, a form fill on your website, all of those are the phone ringing, the big red phone ringing in the corner, the bat phone. Every one of them is five minutes or less, one minute or less. We actually have systems in place where if anybody fills out a form on our client's website, their phone rings they press one, they're talking to the customer right away. Why? Because it's that important to convert. We are all about high conversions, and that's one of those elements. So you don't want to automate the phone answering system. You can have a you can have a phone should be answered live during business hours. Text messages should be, hey, thanks so much. Um, we're here to solve that question. Got a few more questions for you. You can automate a few little questions at the beginning, make it feel like it's real, jump a real person in, try and get them on the phone if you can. If not, finish the conversation by selling by text, sell by text. Emails, same idea, a little bit of back and forth, try and get them on the phone. If not, selling by email or selling by message is really important. Sharing some videos, letting them know why you're different as you're delivering the answers to their questions. But you want to, you know, whether it's a lead form follow-up or any of that kind of stuff, you want to set the appointment no matter what. So set the appointment for the estimate, set the appointment. You can even set the appointment, hey, when's the best time for us to give you a call back? Um, you know, if, if there's nobody available right now kind of idea. Um, the, you can set the appointment for the cleaning service, obviously. Even if you don't have your calendar in front of you, even if the person who's taking the call, set the appointment for four or five days out. Hey, does uh, next you know, does Thursday between, you know, one and three work best? Okay, great. Let's put you down for that, right? If you have to call them back and change the appointment, oh, I'm so sorry, I double booked you. Um, I wasn't looking at the right calendar. Can I move you around or something like that? You know, you've got a much better chance of, of keeping that appointment if you set the appointment no matter what, no calling back, unequivocal. You're just, you're setting the appointment because then in their mind, They've solved that problem. They've moved on. You can adjust, but they're not calling your competitors. So having a, a sort of that 
lead management system. That's all part of your conversions as well. Follow-up means that that 80% of the crowd that did nothing saw your stuff, did or did not interact, you're able to follow up with, and then you can create that, you know, even if they did email or opt in, they chose not to choose you this time, they chose not to do the cleaning right now, you want to have a long-term nurture process to follow up with them for months and years till they're ready to buy from you. Until they unsubscribe, we always say till they buy or die. Till they unsubscribe or, or, or buy from you, you want to have a constant drip campaign going out as well to do all of that. So, so there we go. That is an omnipresence marketing system for a home cleaning service, carpet cleaning, maid service business. That will take your business and two and three extra results. Guaranteed. We've seen it happen over and over and over again. There's ways to do a lot of learn that and do do some of that yourself. There's ways to use, you know, automation and services and tools to help make that happen as well. So let me know. What are the three takeaways? Top three um, takeaways to becoming the best known cleaner. What are you going to do right now? Don't leave a training like this with, yeah, that was all good. Oh, I got so many things in my head. No, write three down. If you don't write three down, there's an act of taking pen to paper that locks through your brain. You have to think of how to write again. You have to see it. It creates an entire neural pathway. That's why journaling works well for, you know, for life skills and, and being a better entrepreneur and a better person. Writing things down makes them cement in your brain and gives you a much better chance of actually taking action on that. So what three things, um, three goals do you have out of this training? What can you do better? Are you going to improve your conversions on your website? Are you going to start looking at local service ads again, pay-per-click ads? Are you going to, you know, are you going to uh, um, look at content marketing so that you can actually be answering questions that people are asking and show up more? What are you going to do to become more omnipresent? What is the stage? What are the three things you can do right away within the next day or week get that solved and what can you do um, to make this a big big push in your business so that you can take your business by leaps and bounds forward and you can make yourself the best known cleaner in your marketplace so write that down the whole idea is obviously having yourself um, being seen by your ideal prospect everywhere that they're looking, being followed around, just becoming, oh my gosh, those guys are everywhere. They're the guys I need to go to. They have the best message. They have the best market. They have got tons of testimonials. They've, they're, they're sharing before and after. They've got happy clients left, right, and center. You call them. Yeah, you know, that, it makes sense that you're a little more expensive than the rest of them. That's totally fine. Now you're not price competitive. You, you're not worrying about your competitors, what they're, you know, what they're charging, what they're doing, because you're, you're on an island of your own because you're the best known. So that is the ultimate goal. If you need any help with this, you can always hop on a call with us. So carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule. You can, you can hop on a call with us. We can talk about, take a look at where you are, where you want to go, what, how to connect the dots. You know, is there any services that you might need us to help you with? That's fine. If there's any services that, you know, you, you need elsewhere that has nothing to do with us, that's fine. We help in all directions. We do these trainings for that same reason as well. So 
If there's any help that you need becoming omnipresent, if you want to be the dominant cleaning service this time next year, this time two years from now, in five or 10 years, you want to sell your business for half a million, three quarters of a million, a million, two million dollars and retire, whatever that is. If that's you, if you're ready to take your business to that next step, there is a proven framework. We just walked through it. We talk about each one of these individually and in depth every single month. This is the overarching framework of becoming the best known cleaner and becoming omnipresent. And it is a mapped out framework. It works repeatedly over and over and over again, regardless of how technology is changing, what AI is doing to us, what the internet's doing, on, you know, whether it's online or offline, omnipresence has a very specific path forward. It's very easy to model. It's easy to put in place one step at a time. So if that's something that you think you're, you're interested in, um, hit us up, go to the schedule, you'll book a, a, a time slot. Hopefully you found value in this training. Really look forward to seeing you guys next time.